Hey friends, you're listening to Self Love is Blind. I'm your host, Jillian, and I'm legally blind. Self Love is Blind is a podcast where we discuss all things self-love related. The challenges, the self-doubt that can get in the way, and suggestions on ways to overcome those challenges. So even with the lockdown in the last month, there's been a lot going on and it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. So I just wanted to um, check in with you guys and let you know what's going on. So the last episode that I released was episode 10 and that week there was a couple of special milestones for the podcast I'd just like to acknowledge. It was the three month anniversary after launching the podcast and the 10th episode and I hit 3,000 listens and downloads. So thank you guys. I couldn't have done it without you. So it really means a lot. And yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys and just let you know how much it means to me every time I hear from someone, um, whether it's a email or the reviews on iTunes after I published the last episode. I got a couple new reviews, and thank you for those. Uh, just going to read a couple. I got a review from Ume. She said, I am so impressed with your work, Jill. I listen to your episodes every day while commuting to and from work. I got hooked on the Queen of Coats episodes. Loved them. I am on the seventh episode now. So excited to see you grow. From Zills758, I am really enjoying this podcast. It makes you sit back and think of all the different ways you can self-love. Keep up the great work. From NS at Heart, uplifting, recently downloaded this podcast, uplifting, real talk, and has me wishing for a longer commute. And in another one, amazing. I shared your podcast because it forced me to do it. It's lovely. I can listen to you all day with no hiccups. Simply amazing. This is Cami Walker, though, in case you are wondering. Each time I see one of these messages, I just get so giddy and it really makes my day. So thank you. You all make this completely worth it every single second. I had my vaccine last Wednesday, so that's great, and I feel fine. No side effects anymore. I had a bit of a sore arm the day after, but that was really it. Um, I didn't even really feel the needle at all, and I hate needles, so yeah. Everybody should get vaccinated so we can get back to normal. So I believe I mentioned before that I had done an interview about the podcast. Uh, that will be airing on AMI on June 14th at 9pm Atlantic Standard Time and 8pm Eastern 
And if you don't have cable, you can see it the next day. It'll be posted online and I'll be sharing that on my social media. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited to see my first on-camera interview. I was super nervous about it, so I know you won't, but don't judge me. I just wanted to give a little shout out for my friend David Light from episode 9. He was talking about some stuff he had going on in the background where he was working on something. He's on a show. Um, if you want to check it out, it's on Out TV and it's called Camboy. Check it out. This week is National Accessibility Week, and I wanted to acknowledge that. May 30th to June 5th, we're celebrating National Accessibility Week. Uh, this week is dedicated to disability inclusion and accessibility in Nova Scotia and across Canada. i seen a tweet from our Nova Scotia Premier, Ian Rankin, and he said, Nova Scotia has pledged to become accessible by 2030. Budget for 2021 to 2022 provides a 320000 dollar increase for the accessibility directorate for a total of 2.2 million investment this year in these life-changing efforts. So it's great to see that. Um, it's kind of sad that it took this long for accessibility to come to the forefront, but I guess it's a good step. Um, try to stay positive. So on that note, I just want to acknowledge that I'm still working on making my podcast accessible for those who um, want to access it. I know I haven't quite gotten to the point where I've gotten my episodes transcribed for the hearing loss and deaf community. That's on my to-do list for for the future of the podcast. I just want to make that known that I haven't forgotten about haven't forgotten about that part of things cuz I know being a disability podcast, I want to advocate as much as I can for the disability community. Um yeah. So, it is just me again this week. Um I can't say that I will be recommending Eastlink or Squadcast anytime soon. Just to give you a little bit of an idea what I've been up to, I have been working on a conversation that I had recorded with a good friend of mine, Anne, who I was trying out a virtual recording for the first time, and... Um, I was also having internet problems at the time, so I'm not really sure quite what went wrong with my recording, but um, during the duration, it kind of kept booting us out, so um, I do have the recording, but it's kind of like Humpty Dumpty 
and I'm trying to put it back together again and it's just kind of a nightmare. So I thought I'd be able to have it ready for uh, today, but it's turned out to be 10 times the work. So still working on it, not, uh, not going to give up on it because I loved that conversation with Anne. She is super cool. And um, yeah, you guys have that to look forward to. And yeah, I just wanted to like put it out there. That's what I've been working on. And it's kind of taken me a while to get through that as well as um, May was uh, mental health awareness month. And to be honest with you, it hit me really, really hard. Um, I don't really know what the cause was or if there even was one. I think it had a lot to do with the third wave. And I think a lot of people have been feeling, have been feeling the effects of, of things uh, mentally. So I know a lot of people can relate. Um, I was feeling guilty because I wanted to dive right in and make the most of mental health awareness month. Um, although I know that every month for me has been mental health, mental health awareness month over the last year. So um, I was being kind and compassionate with myself for, you know, struggling and not having the energy. Um, like I said in my last episode, um, it just was taking a lot out of me to get everyday things done. So, and I've had some stuff going on in the background that um, has kind of taken up a lot of my personal time. Um, there's one really exciting thing that I can't quite get into just right now. It's still kind of in the works. So, um, I have that to look forward to. Uh, one of the things that I was really stressed out about in the last month was my cat, Jax. Uh, he's only four and he lost a tooth or I found a tooth that he had lost, and that's not really normal for adult cats to lose their teeth. So um, I kind of freaked out a little bit where, you know, visits to the vet are not always cheap. So I was worried about that. So I took him in to get checked out. He's fine. Nothing life-threatening. He's still eating and drinking just fine, but... I had found this tooth and when they checked him out, they said that he's actually lost other teeth as well. So they would like me to take him in for, uh, dental, dental work and, um, an x-ray to see how things are. So it's not an emergency, thankfully. Um, I don't have to, uh, rush them in, which is good. I like my cats are my babies. So, um, that was really stressful. Yeah. It just seemed kind of like a heavy month for 
quite a few people. Like, um, the lockdown really, really affects people because we're social beings. And it was also the year anniversary from when George Floyd was murdered. There's just a lot of emotions flying around. And even with the vaccines and the light at the end of the tunnel, I think... I think people are just really, actually, I heard this on a podcast the other day that it's kind of like, I've never been in a marathon, so I wouldn't know, but apparently at the end of a marathon, you kind of get to the end and it's like, you know that it's there. So you've been just going through the motions until you can see the finish line. And that's when you know that you can start to fall apart a little bit. And I think for many of us, it's kind of been that way, like just get through it. But now that we see the other side, it's, it's supposed to be a really happy time and really exciting, which it is. But I think, I think, yeah, I think people are just so exhausted from just going through the motions and not even realizing that the trauma we were going through, you don't realize trauma until after the fact. So I spent a lot of time learning about mental health stuff. Um, I was reading a book that one of my best friends recommended to me. Zara recommended that I read The Body Keeps the Score. It's a really popular book right now in the therapy community, in the mental health community. Um, It's about trauma and it's super fascinating how things can stay with you and the ways that they can manifest in your body without even realizing it. A few things that really helped me aside from learning more about mental health stuff and myself was also, uh, I had a Zoom night with a few girls that I'm friends with from high school, and it was really great reconnecting and just catching up because we're all across the country, so even if the lockdown wasn't on, we couldn't really all be together anyway, so that was nice. Uh, I went on a couple socially distant walks with friends on a trail that was super nice. It's just, it's just hard to not be able to, uh, be as social as us humans want to be. And, uh, I'm looking forward to hugging my family sooner than later. So we all have stuff we got to work on. And like I've said before, we are all our own worst critics. So I want to help everyone change that into we're all our biggest cheerleader. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in my self-love journey is that I'm who I needed this whole time. And that's when I want to help people realize is that you are who you needed this whole time. You don't have to look elsewhere I wanted to share a few personal goals that I've been trying to integrate into my life, and I think they might be helpful for some of you. 
focus on yourself, set boundaries, learn something new, prioritize your needs, be more kind to yourself, and always protect your peace. Some things to quit doing, uh, trying to please everyone, fearing change, living in the past, overthinking, being afraid to be different, thinking you're not good enough, thinking you have no purpose, not addressing your problematic thoughts. It really blows my mind when I think about how much I didn't know about mental health struggles up until the last couple years, at least. Um, I didn't really have an understanding of what depression was. I didn't have an understanding about what anxiety was. And then to my surprise, I realized that a lot of the things that I've experienced over the years are due to depression and anxiety. So I figured it might be beneficial to share some of those things and maybe somebody else will see that there's a reason for the things that you do and um, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you're broken. Having depression and anxiety is like being scared and tired at the same time. It's the fear of failure, but no urge to be productive. It's wanting friends, but hating to socialize. It's wanting to be alone, but not wanting to be lonely. It's caring about everything, then caring about nothing. It's feeling everything at once, then feeling paralyzingly numb. Here's a few things that no one tells you about anxiety. It gets worse at night. Sometimes it makes us angry and lash out. It's very common. There are 40 million U.S. adults experiencing anxiety disorders. It can cause physical symptoms, headaches, body aches, digestive issues. It can be exhausting. It's unpredictable. You always feel guilty or like you're doing something wrong. You always imagine the worst in every scenario. You overthink about the smallest things. You have trouble falling asleep even when you are sleep deprived. You reject invitations even if you want to go out. You constantly feel scared of saying something stupid or wrong. You always compare yourself with others. You're easily worried with words of concern. You get nervous when you think about the future. You blame yourself when others don't reply to your messages. You feel unwell physically and mentally most of the time. You find it difficult to forgive yourself for mistakes you make at work. So there's literally tons of things that anxiety can do that you don't even realize that's caused by anxiety. That's one of the main things that I've learned in the last couple years. One other thing that I wanted to talk about was something that's been... Um, laying pretty heavily upon um, our country for the past couple days. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, there was a mass grave of 215 indigenous children found at a former residential school uh, in Kamloops, BC. I've been 
having a hard time sorting through my thoughts and feelings about this. Um, I know a lot of people are having a hard time with this. I just don't even really know um, the words. I don't really have a lot of words for this. Um, it's just super heartbreaking. And um, I know that it needs to be talked about. It's part of it's part of our history and it's been hidden for a really long time. It's not like any of this was in our history lessons in school and uh, it's shameful to be honest. Um, I'm not I'm not really proud to be Canadian these days. Um, so I've been educating myself about that as much as possible um, to honor these um, children that were found and I'm sure more, more will be found in the years to come because this is coming to light now and um, something's actually being done about it. 215 Indigenous children found dead. 215 reasons to learn about residential schools. 215 reasons to reflect on Canada's blood-stained colonial past. 215 reasons to face this country's role in genocide. An infinite number of reasons why an entire country should be grieving. That was a post from... Nahid Dasani. There's a bunch of things that you can do to uh, educate yourself on this kind of stuff. I'd also like to point out that uh, effective immediately, the IRSSS, the Indian Residential School Survivor Society Emergency Crisis Line is available 24-7 for those that may need counseling and support. From this week's announcement, that number is 1-800-721-0066. The 24-hour crisis line, 1-866-925-4419. I'll put that info in my show notes. I always like to give resources for help in my show notes in case anybody needs it. So I'll have that. And in a few other episodes, I have um, links for many different resources for mental health help and awareness. So check those out if you have, um, if you have the need. I haven't yet had a chance to watch this on Amazon Prime yet, but I had somebody on my social media share this, and uh, it looks like it is a good uh, educational tool on what went on with the residential schools. It's called We Were Children on Amazon Prime. I'm going to be checking out, checking that out later. Um other ways I've educated myself were um, just reading people's stories on my Facebook, um, taking the time to 
look into just whatever I could. This news really showed us that we need we need to know. It's not easy to talk about, but it's important to uh, be aware of what happened. Sharing these stories and raising awareness is really important, um, but we do need to do more. So you can consider making a donation that might be a start. It's definitely not enough, but uh, visit legacyofhope.ca. A good resource that I found was Reconciliation Canada, and you can find that at reconciliationcanada.ca. And I just wanted to take a moment to read uh, a little bit of background and a few quick facts. So residential schools are a known fact by many Canadians and through the work of many initiatives and especially the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, the TRC, the reality of those tragedies is coming to more and more into focus. Now is the time to move from this darkness into light. We're all Canadians find a way to leave the past behind us and create forgiveness and cultural respect for our future. Canadians can create a new legacy for children of all nations and cultures by joining hands in an open process of dialogue and truth-telling, of reconciliation. The TRC estimates that 80,000 survivors of residential schools live in all regions of Canada today, and many other faiths and cultures have suffered in our borders too. Canadians need to hear their stories and find ways to ensure our collective future rests on a solid foundation of respect, openness, and trust. For the sake of our children and future generations, we can build a stronger Canada. So here's a couple quick facts on residential schools that you may not know. Um, I actually um, am embarrassed to say I didn't know a whole hell of a lot about residential schools until quite recently. So um, yeah, I'm doing the work to educate myself and anyone who's listening right now. Um, so Indigenous children were forcibly taken from their homes by RCMP. 150,000 Indigenous children were taken from their families. 90 to 100% suffered severe physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. There was a 40 to 60% mortality rate in Indian residential schools. Residential schools dated back to the 1870s. Over 130 residential schools were located across Canada, and the last school closed as recently as 1996. Two-thirds of Canadians believe, and four in ten strongly believe, that Canadians with no experience in Indian residential schools have a role to play in reconciliation between Indian Indigenous peoples, and all Canadians. I really hope that everyone is taking this seriously and reflecting on the effects that this has had on our 
on our land and the people who who this land originally belonged to. And um, yeah, I hope going forward we can we can start healing a lot of this pain and suffering. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what colonization did to the first people of North America. Another thing that's been kind of bothering me seeing a lot about this in um, social media is the rental crisis that's happening here right now. It is so frustrating and heartbreaking that people are not able to afford to live and I think something needs to be done and I've got a few ideas flying around in my head about potential projects for myself in the future. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about that, but um, if anybody out there either wants to help or share a story about their rental issues, whether it's here in Halifax or anywhere else, feel free to reach out and share your story with me or um, I'd love it if somebody offered to help me with um, with this little project I have in mind for awareness about the rental crisis and the housing crisis here in Nova Scotia and really I think it's across the country but I'm going to start from home. And yeah, I think I think I might just leave that there and if you would like to contact me about the show or um if you'd like to be a future guest on the show, visit my website selfloveisblind.com. On the contact page, you can find a form you can fill out to be a guest on the show or send me your comments. I designed the website myself and I'm super proud of it. So go check it out. Um, subscribe to my Patreon for exclusive content. You can find that at patreon.com slash selfloveisblind. You can get all kinds of sweet perks like uh, bi-weekly Zoom calls with me and a bonus monthly host episode, a Discord community to discuss upcoming shows and uh, potential for patrons to ask questions of upcoming guests. Check out Self Love is Blind on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe or follow Self Love is Blind on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Or, hell, subscribe and listen on all of them. <laughs> Leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Um, if it's not five stars, please reach out to me and let me know what I can do to make it a five-star review. Share the podcast on your social media or tell five friends about the show. 
all your support. Really, it truly means the world to me. And I just am so grateful for the support and love that I re- I've received about the show. So thank you, and thank you for downloading. Self Love is Blind is created, produced, and sound designed by me, Jillian Gillis. Intro beat sounds by my friend Shane over at Scotia Music. He's on SoundCloud. Uh, logo design by my friend Brandon Mosier. And website powered by Christopher Oxner. Thank you for listening to Self Love is Blind. I'm Jillian, and I'll see you next time. Woo!